The upstate of South Carolina is filled with many individuals, businesses, and organizations that are collectively helping to shape the upstate as a leading place to live, learn, do business, and raise a family. My name is Dean Hebel, and I'm the executive director of Ten at the Top, a regional nonprofit organization with the mission of fostering collaboration and partnerships around issues that impact economic vitality and quality of life. Thanks for joining me for Upstate Gems, our podcast where I chat with upstate influencers to learn about their journey and how they are making a difference in the upstate. I am delighted to welcome for this session, Troy Hanna, the president and CEO of the Spartanburg County Foundation. And Troy, welcome to Upstate Gems. Thank you, Dean, and good morning. I appreciate your including me. So uh, let's start by talking a little bit about kind of your history um, and, and background and journey, how you got to, to where you are. Certainly, uh, you know, running a foundation is, is an interesting but a different kind of job than I think what a lot of people, you know, do and understand on a daily basis. But you have a, a history in banking and, um, uh, you know, that I guess has helped you prepare for this. But talk a little bit about your background and how you ended up, one, in Spartanburg, uh, and then secondly, uh, with the County Foundation. Sure. I am originally from Columbia. So after college, I returned home to Columbia and um, eventually joined uh, what became Wachovia Bank in Columbia and went through that uh, retail banking program. From Columbia, I was placed in Clemson. Uh, South Carolina, and it was a wonderful opportunity. So being from the Midlands, uh, I really have spent most of my career and time now in the upstate of South Carolina. So from Clemson, lived there, uh, still working with Wachovia, then moved uh, to manage the Lake Kiwi office of Wachovia, and still remained uh, in Clemson, and then uh, was asked to move to Greenville, in early spring of 1997. And I joined the private banking team of Wachovia Bank in Greenville. And at that time in August of 97, there was a vacancy that was created with Wachovia Bank, private banking here in Spartanburg. And so uh, it will, uh, it's an interesting story on what that vacancy was and my moving to Spartanburg, but. I was approached by my manager and he said, would you consider moving to Spartanburg from Greenville? And I just moved to Greenville and I said, I would love to move to Spartanburg. So what he did not realize is that I had three college friends um, who were my same year, who were all three from Spartanburg. So I, being from Columbia, I would find myself in Spartanburg during summers and uh, such a great time. So I loved moving here. I moved into a position that was uh, open uh, due to my predecessor now at the foundation, John Dargan. He left Wachovia to come to the foundation in 1997. So I was uh, with Wachovia Bank a total of 12 and a half years, 10 of those here in Spartanburg, uh, moved to uh, TD Wealth and worked there for seven years again, here in Spartanburg. And then the opportunity came open at the Spartanburg County Foundation. And 
it, it was uh, always in the back of my mind that that would be just a wonderful opportunity um, to be with the foundation, but I never thought I would be, uh, have the opportunity or be in the position um, to, to be here. So I was encouraged by some uh, colleagues and friends to at least put my name up. And I said, I would regret if I, I didn't. And um, so I'm here at the foundation now, came here in 2014 and have been here just over seven and a half years. Well, but before we get into the foundation, I think we could both get in trouble if we don't mention your alma mater, seeing that I also used to work there uh, at Hampton Sydney College, but you uh, are a proud graduate of uh, Hampton Sydney in Virginia. Absolutely. And again, had great friends who were uh, from all over the state and all over the Southeast, but uh, primarily in Spartanburg. So it was great to, to come here and then to make connections with um, with folks like you and uh, working in the upstate. So yes, came from Hamden, Sydney, and I uh, love that experience as well. So go, go Tigers. Go um, so uh, let's talk a little bit about the, the foundation and, and tell us first, what exactly is the role of a, uh, a foundation? What, what are you expected to do and, and, and why uh, do they exist in, in many communities or most communities across the country? So uh, the Spartanburg County Foundation, we are considered a community foundation, uh, very different from a private foundation, all philanthropy, of course, but you have different types of foundations. You have private, corporate, health legacy, private family, we are a community foundation model, and uh, we are the oldest community foundation in South Carolina. We were founded in 1943, and, it, you know, you consider a community foundation, it was founded in the midst of World War II, so a global crisis, much as we have found ourselves in uh, with the COVID-19 pandemic, and a community foundation unlike a private foundation, is considered a public charity. So we don't have a single corpus of funds uh, created privately, uh, just the opposite. We aggregate community assets. Those are from nonprofit organizations, philanthropic donors, all aggregated into a pool of investments. And we consider as a community foundation, our model to be um, a dual role, that of a community leader, as well as a fiduciary. So we are constantly monitoring in partnership with others, what are the um, most critical needs for our community? We're, as a community foundation, we're a place-based philanthropy, uh, and our area of service is Spartanburg County. So we're constantly monitoring the data and the needs of the community. Our mission is to improve the lives of Spartanburg County residents. And we do that, Dean, in three ways, by promoting philanthropy, encouraging community engagement, and responding to community needs. So our litmus, when we're considering engagement in Spartanburg County, are we promoting, are we encouraging, and are we responding? So that's the model of a community foundation and. Um, certainly, 
we're a nonprofit, but from the philanthropic side. So your funds, uh, they don't come from the government or anything like that. These are funds that come from individuals or I guess corporations that uh, are become your partners in trying to address those issues that you uh, that you just mentioned. And I guess, um, you know, certainly on the individual donors, most especially, I guess, um, you know, some of the funds are designated for certain things, I guess, but then others are available for you to use as needed, as you said, when there's a crisis or an opportunity to, to address a, a significant issue. That's right. So in promoting philanthropy, uh, we host uh, donor funds, we host nonprofit funds uh, to be able to deploy these assets successfully in the community, we rely on a healthy and sustainable nonprofit network. So part of our role is ensuring that that network is in place uh, where uh, assets can be deployed throughout that network to live into our mission and to improve the lives of Spartanburg County residents and to meet those most critical persistent needs that face our community. Uh, you are also correct in that while hosting those funds, we also have what we refer to as the community fund. Uh, and this is a critical fund at the foundation. These are unrestricted assets that have been granted to the Spartanburg County Foundation. And it's from these unrestricted assets that we are able to act in real time through our trustees in uh, meeting those needs in the community. And the, the important part of the community fund and unrestricted assets, particularly as we saw last year, no one could have ever imagined the impact of a global pandemic, particularly right here on our doorstep. Without those unrestricted dollars, we could not have met the immediate needs uh, that were in the community. So yes, we hold donor and uh, nonprofit funds as well as our own unrestricted funds. So you talk about, talked about COVID, but uh, Spartanburg had a pretty significant uh, tornado in what, Feb January or February of last year, right? So you all were, responding to a pretty significant emergency already when the, the global emergency happened. Well, that's right. Uh, we had an EF1 tornado to touch down in downtown Spartanburg and uh, continue through town into uh, neighborhoods um, that it was during the morning. And I, I think that there were no uh, no reported deaths immediately um, at the time. And I think that was because uh, children were in school and people were at work um, at 11 o'clock in the morning on February the 6th. But I looked at that tornado um, as an, a critical pivot for our community because no one had any idea that uh, less than 30 days later, the pandemic would reach our doorsteps here in Spartanburg County, but it did enable us at the Spartanburg County Foundation and others um, who represent the joint funders and certainly other partners and collaborators to respond 
to that disaster and to already be in a mode of uh, response and readiness uh, for relief and then recovery. And hopefully we're working towards resilience. But yes, that was um, a critical time. We address it in our annual report that it really prepared us um, for what was to come. Um, one thing that has been impressive to me in the uh, 12 years I've been here is, you know, tent to top is about collaboration and bringing people together to work on issues that are bigger than what can be done by one individual or, or organization or business. And in Spartanburg, you all, and you referenced it with your funders network, you have a, a great group of partners that come together and have been doing so for quite a long time to uh, work on issues that, that alone you all cannot um, you know, impact at the same level. Can you talk a little bit about how those part that partnership works, and um, you know what you all uh, do to to deploy uh, collectively uh, for the greater good of your community. Certainly, and uh, you know it is as you said it is Spartanburg. So uh, partnership and collaboration is uh, de rigueur. It is the standard, and we always comment. We don't take it for granted, and uh, we do comment that. When a leader uh, comes into our community, we hope that he or she is prepared um, because they will need to collaborate and to partner to be successful. This work um, that we're all involved in, um, and you know very well from 10 at the top, partnership and collaboration um, is the only recipe for success. No one organization uh, can do all of this work on their own. And so, um, I'm fortunate to be in Spartanburg and to be part of those collaborations and partnerships. And uh, they include, I mean, it's unique um, for us in that uh, we have the joint funders. So uh, we talk about, and I have to give Robert Hughes the credit for this term, but collaboration. Um, you can have collaboration, but uh, we avoid that in Spartanburg. We have the joint funders. That includes, of course, Spartanburg County Foundation, the United Way of the Piedmont, the Mary Black Foundation, and Spartanburg Regional Healthcare Foundation. Then beyond that, you have an eight-member cabinet uh, representing the Spartanburg Community Indicators Project. We partner with the city, the county, one Spartanburg, our chamber model, certainly the hospital. That's been a critical partnership right now. Regenesis Healthcare, uh, Spartanburg Housing, Spartanburg Academic Movement, just to name a few. But uh, I think that success is really founding when there are partnerships and collaborations that are unique and unexpected. That's when the work really gets done, uh, when new uh, bridges are formed and new connections uh, to really address these persistent issues in our community. Um. Another way you all have addressed the needs in your community is uh, your new Center for Philanthropy that opened right in the height of the pandemic. We were talking uh, before that uh, you broke ground in September of 2019 and uh, construction went on uh, till uh, 
you opened a year later. Talk a little bit about the Chapman Center for Philanthropy and what its role is in helping you and your other uh, community partners and really the region and the state around the importance of philanthropy and uh, of helping uh, people who, who have you know, needs. We uh, looked, so the Center for Philanthropy, uh, the model of the idea was part of our strategic plan going back to 2015. We had uh, run out of space in our existing uh, building, our headquarters at 424 East Kennedy Street in Spartanburg. And we had the opportunity uh, through a very generous uh, contribution to the foundation uh, that a parcel of property across the street at 431 East Kennedy was offered to us. That enabled us to have more space, but as the trustees and staff started considering what, what would that space be, what would it look like, it gave us here at the Spartanburg County Foundation an opportunity to consider what was possible. And so uh, my colleague and friend, Mary Thomas, our chief operating officer here at the foundation began her due diligence and she brought to us 18 models from around the country. We focused in uh, primarily on three, um, which you will see in the Center for Philanthropy, uh, but it enabled us to uh, think larger than just having more space, but what was the best use of that space for our community? And we uh, developed the Center for Philanthropy model, uh, making us uh, the first Center for Philanthropy in South Carolina. We were very fortunate that there were no uh, reported cases of COVID among the construction team. There were no injuries, not even a cut finger. So we were fortunate there. It allowed the construction to go on during COVID. And I think while we were all distracted, this asset was created. Um, but we do highlight, and I will say uh, that the donor of the property, uh, the one stipulation for the gift was that uh, any building built on that site be named in honor of Rob Chapman. So Rob was a trustee emeritus of the foundation uh, left us too soon in August of 2017. And so we are honored to have the Robert Hutt Chapman III Center for Philanthropy. But we really talk about the center, as you mentioned, it's not so much the building, it's what's going to happen within the building. So we look at uh, strategically and operationally at three pillars, uh, nonprofit effectiveness, um, having grant making and data driven solutions and having philanthropy in action. Uh, we are working with partners who are national and regional. Um, so there will be impact greater than simply our community, even though our primary focus is right here at home in Spartanburg County. But we, um, in addressing our needs and uh, those persistent and critical issues, uh, we can't help but overflow um, into um, helping the state and the region at the same time. Um, so last thing before we go to the uh, rapid fire questions, uh, in addition to uh, y'all's tornado and then the pandemic, there was also uh, what I would, would term 
um, kind of a, an awakening around the reality of of ethnic and racial disparities nationwide, uh, stemming in some respect from police uh, situations, the George Floyd, but just even beyond that, looking at at you know systemic um, challenges uh, within some of our you know things that have been going on in communities forever that make it harder for some people, uh, either either because of of race or ethnicity or gender or uh, uh, economic status to be able to be successful. And, and what I've seen from foundations across the country and certainly here locally is kind of a, a renewed um, under, uh, understanding of your opportunities to have an impact in that situation. Now, I would say in Spartanburg, you guys have been doing that for a while. Uh, the Northside Initiative, uh, which we could spend a whole nother hour talking about is an amazing uh, effort, but can you briefly just talk about how um, things have maybe evolved in the, the role that foundations and philanthropy can play in uh, evening some of these um, you know, situations that have been, uh, that, that make it harder for some people to be successful? So uh, as you mentioned, um, this is certainly an area of focus for us all. Um, in Spartanburg, this started um, dating back to 2016-17 when uh, the Spartanburg Community Indicators Project uh, ordered uh, the racial Spartanburg Racial Equity Index Report. Um, that was delivered to the community in 2018, and it pointed out uh, critical needs, uh, persistent issues, facing our community. And Dean, when you disaggregated that data, um, it was a clear um, observation that there were certain groups within our community who were not thriving. Um, and there was some pretty alarming data uh, that was pointed out. And it really uh, became an issue uh, around racial disparity in our community. And you see this everywhere, but this was before uh, George Floyd. Um, this was before the current political climate. Um, this is data facing our community. And we in Spartanburg, uh, through collaboration and partnership, we take our issues head on. Um, and so uh, for, the Spartanburg County Foundation for our partners, um, it was seen within the community that there was a need to address these disparities. In 2018, uh, during our 75th year of impact at the Spartanburg County Foundation, our uh, vision for the foundation uh, was seen as uh, no longer aspirational. And so using data, uh, the trustees, uh, introduced our new vision, which is that all Spartanburg County residents achieve their full human potential through continuous improvement in quality of life, educational achievement, and economic mobility. So when you look at issues um, like the North Side, uh, revitalizing that community right in the heart of Spartanburg, you look at the work of the Spartanburg Academic Movement, 
you, you look at uh, the network, Spartanburg Network for Economic Mobility, uh, formed from all of this was a Spartanburg Racial Equity Collaborative um, that brought 15 organizations together simply to look at and address the needs. Um, you know, when you consider the mission here at the foundation, it's to improve the lives of Spartanburg County residents. That's all Spartanburg County residents. So for us, it's a moral imperative. It's not political. Um, it's, it, this was happening way before then, but uh, we're taking it head on and uh, we seek to improve the lives of all Spartanburg County residents. Well, thank you for, for that. And, you know, it, it is, uh, as you said, you know, really uh, like all issues, you know, it, uh, data can help you take something from anecdotal to uh, a real time clarity and being able to use data and show that, you know, this is happening and here are some of the impacts and here are ways we can change whatever it is, is a, is a significant and important uh, step and, and opportunity. And, and I am glad that you all and your partners are doing that in Spartanburg. And it is a model that, that we have showcased to others and, and certainly can, can be uh, used uh, across the region and, and the country. So I appreciate you taking uh, some time to talk about all the things you're doing. Uh, we could, as we said, go on for a while longer, but we're going to wrap this up with some rapid fire questions, if you don't mind. Certainly. All right. So I'm going to ask you a question and I want you to give me a short 10, 15 second answer for each one. Um, okay. the, the first one, what is something you learned and still use today from a mentor or past colleague? That would be that nonprofit is a tax status, not a business model. Excellent. What is one observation or lesson you would share with a mentee of yours? So I received um, this uh, guidance from another mentor of mine, and I think it's very wise counsel um, that I share with others, and that is uh, to never get ahead of your board, never get ahead of your governance um, as a leader of an organization. So this next one, um, you could probably spend an hour answering uh, uh, and with leaving people out, but who is someone in your network who you can count on being a good partner for collaborating and forming community partnerships? Unfortunately, I, I can't limit that to one. Again, we're in Spartanburg. So I, I named a few of them. Um, our, our work is absolutely dependent on collaborations and partnerships. So there are many. <laughs> Not gonna make you name names. Um, if, if you were emperor for a day, what is one thing about your job or sector or community that you would change? Uh, I would change the amount of unrestricted assets available to fulfill the foundation's mission in our community. Okay. What is one thing you want to make sure you accomplish before your career is over? I would say making a measured difference in our community's continuous improvement. If I could be a part of that, um, I, I would feel like my career had been successful. And the last one, 
you know, we always hear people talk about what keeps them up at night. But what I want to know is what about your job gets you up in the morning? Dean, there is so much good work to be accomplished. Um, I'm always motivated, uh, even though I've been worrying about all those things during the night, I'm motivated every morning to get up. Uh, there is so much good work to be done, and I have the unique privilege of working with a community foundation. When our doors open and people are walking in, they are here to do something good. Um, and that's exceptionally motivating to me, and I consider it a privilege uh, to be a part of that. Well, that is perfect. And, and Troy, thank you so much again for, for being with us and, and sharing uh, about the great work being done in Spartanburg with the foundation. And I'm excited to be able to come over soon and see the new center since I uh, haven't been able because uh, of code, uh, COVID. But uh, again, thank you for being with us. Thank you for your interest in the Spartanburg County Foundation. Dean, thank you for what you and your team are doing with Ten at the Top and improving uh, the upstate of South Carolina. I'm grateful. So thank you. And you're always welcome. Uh, so come over anytime. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Troy. And thank you uh, also to, to our guests for joining us for this edition of Upstate Gems. If you enjoyed the podcast, be sure and like us on your podcast app and tell your friends. You can also check out the Tenth Top podcast channel for new episodes of Upstate Gems, as well as our other podcasts, Start Grow Upstate and the Upstate Mobility Alliance.